Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. Welcome to everyone to worship on the second Sunday in Advent, and a special welcome to all of our visitors and guests who are here with us this morning, as well as to everyone joining us by video and podcast. For your Christmas cards this year, uh, the box is on the back table in the sanctuary. Please feel free to put your cards there. They will be sorted and available in the fellowship hall. Um, there are already some there, so please feel free to pick, to pick some up if you have cards. Information about or ordering Christmas poinsettias this year is in your bulletin. Please feel free to give your order form to any member of the Altar Flower Committee by the end of today. We will be going caroling and distributing Christmas bags this afternoon. We will meet here at the church at around, at around 1. Yes, at around 1. Please let Connie or Don Nye know if you are interested in going. We still have plenty of room. Our Sunday School Christmas program is coming up next week on Sunday, December 17th during the worship service. Rehearsals are this Saturday at 10 o'clock a.m. and next Sunday before worship at 9 o'clock a.m. On Sunday, December 24th, we will be having two worship services. Our regular service will be in the morning at 10 o'clock a.m. and our annual Christmas Eve candlelight service will be at 8.30 p.m. Communion will be celebrated at our candlelight service. The flowers on the altar today are given in honor of the 20th anniversary of my ordination to the Ministry of Word and Sacraments on December 14, 2003. The other announcements I leave to your own reading this morning. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Ronnie. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, if you was here last Sunday, you probably witnessed a little situation up here on the front here. There was this uh, old man up here that was trying to serve communion. I love to do God's work, but as you've seen, most of you've seen, I was having a rough time. So I guess my 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 point I'm trying to make it out is. I'm getting older, some of, of some of the ones that's here are getting older. You know who I'm talking about, all those. Anyhow, we, we got some spots open for uh, the, the computer, for assisting minister, for readers. So if you just can see in your heart to step right up, you're gonna have a ball doing it. And I know you will, because I have. So just step up and volunteer, okay? Appreciate it a whole bunch. And have a Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you, Ronnie. Yes, folks, we are in need of volunteers. So if you feel free called to do so, please step right up. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Let us begin with prayer. O Lord, our Maker, Redeemer, and Comforter, we are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word. We ask you to open our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of your word we may be taught to repent of our sins, to believe on Jesus in life and death, and to grow day by day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world and mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High. Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit. our hearts, O Lord, to prepare the way for your only Son. By his coming, give us strength in our conflicts and shed light on our path through the darkness of this world. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. At this time, we'll have our children's message, and we invite the children to come forward.
The first reading is from Isaiah 40, verses 1 through 11, found on page 1,119 and also 20. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling, in the desert prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all mankind together will see it. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry out. And I said, What shall I cry? All men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands forever. You who bring good tidings to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See the sovereign Lord comes with power and his arm rules for him. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lamb and lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. 
The second reading is from the second Peter 3, 8 through 14, uh, found on page 1896. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, Make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. Here ends the readings.
Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter, beginning at the first verse. The beginning of the Gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John came baptizing in the desert region and preaching a baptism for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me will come one more powerful than I, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters, grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As mentioned earlier, this coming Thursday the 14th, will be the 20th anniversary of the day on which, only and entirely by the grace of God, I was ordained to the ministry of word and sacrament. Now December 14, 2003, also happened to be the day Saddam Hussein was captured during the invasion of Iraq. Coincidence? You be the judge. Anyway, I would be lying if I said that the last 20 years of ordained ministry have been smooth sailing all the way. Within that 20 years, I've already had to endure a wide and dizzying variety of changes, challenges, and conflicts, and even periods where I've wondered, often aloud, what my real purpose as a pastor or minister is. And after 20 years, the answer actually seems to be quite simple. Give people Jesus. That's it. A minister, by definition, is someone who attends to the needs of someone. And that is basically the job description in a nutshell. Meets people's needs by giving them Jesus. Again, the official title for an ordained pastor is Minister of Word and Sacrament. And both the preaching, both preaching the Word and administering the sacraments of baptism and Holy Communion have one purpose, to give Jesus to people. Preaching the Word Meets, meets people's needs both by encouraging repentance as John the Baptist does in today's gospel reading from straying away from God's will as well as promising comfort to everyone who believes in him. The sacraments of baptism and holy communion also provide the same assurance by being physical reminders and channels of the power and presence of God in our lives. I also want to emphasize that as a minister uh, that, that my ordination as a minister of word and sacrament in no way implies that I possess greater spiritual power than any of us who are baptized, because each of us are given the same Holy Spirit at baptism and are fed with the same spiritual power, the power of Jesus, through his body and blood in Holy Communion. While being a pastor also carries a certain amount of authority, that authority is only to be used 
to carry out the will of Jesus towards other people. That is, as Isaiah says in today's first reading, which Amber read for us just a few moments ago, to feed the flock like a shepherd, especially with comfort. Gather the lambs in his arms with love, compassion, forgiveness, and acceptance. Carry them close to the heart, because we are all close to Jesus' heart. And gently lead those who have young and are young. Being a pastor is being a friend and companion, walking alongside every person, both inside and outside the congregation. Two, again, according to the admonition of Isaiah, provide comfort to everyone, to let people know that God is with them, is on their side, and has saved them. Indeed, that is, that is what God, speak, speaking through Isaiah, promises, that our hard service has been completed, and our sin has been paid for by the atoning sacrifice of Jesus, shedding his blood to cleanse us of our sins, dying and rising again, so we may live forever. We have indeed received from the Lord's hand double for all our sins, because we have received grace and forgiveness beyond measure and expectation. And all of our sins, past, present, and future, have been fully forgiven. It is because of this that we have the promise, the security of knowing and believing that in every struggle, challenge, trouble, or conflict, we are never alone. God is always with us, fighting for us, winning victory for us. Also, each of us not only have this promise, but we are called to testify to this promise to everyone. Even though my job involves preparing a sermon every Sunday, mainly, mainly to explain what God is telling us in his word each week, each one of us have the calling to testify. God says to us, cry out, and we may very well ask, what shall I cry? Simple, actually. Just as my calling is to proclaim the word of God, each one of us also have the same calling, to proclaim the word of God. We are to tell and show everyone, here is your God. Here is your one true God, who has existed since before the beginning of time, who created, saves, and sustains everything, and who has revealed himself to us in his Son. It is only through Jesus, the Son of God, that we can really know the one true God and be saved through believing in him. Here is also the one true God who reaches out to help and rescue all people in their time of need, whose love and acceptance is unconditional, and who never abandons or turns away anyone who asks him for help. That is the unchanging truth we are to proclaim. Even despite all the other changes that have happened over the years, one thing has remained the same. As Isaiah 48 says, the word of our God stands forever. Even in the midst of everything else that has changed and evolved, God's word has remained unchanged. The promises he offers in his word also remain unchanged. That everyone who believes in him 
and in his Son as Lord, God, and Savior, has comfort, peace, forgiveness, security, assurance, and true love. If you want to have all these things today, then you are invited to invite Jesus into your heart again. Jesus himself is the unchanging word of God, unchanging because he is immortal, and he is the very expression of God's unchanging nature. God is love. Jesus loves each of us, and that is something that will never change. He is the word of God made flesh, who came to earth to carry out all the promises God made through the prophets, to fulfill the demands of the law by living a perfect life, and to offer himself as a spotless sacrifice to save all people from the power of sin and death. He is also the word of God made flesh, in that he demonstrates God's will towards all people, a loving relationship, which again, is the same purpose of ministry, to bring people into this relationship. To kind of parse out a little bit more what we mean when we say ministry, here are some helpful definitions courtesy of a presentation found on Google Images. Ministry is an activity carried out by Christians to express or spread their faith. Ministry is from the Greek word diakoneo, meaning to serve, which is also where the word deacon comes from. Ministry is service to God and to other people in his name. To simplify it a bit, according to this definition of ministry, also found on Google, ministry is meeting another's needs with the resources that God has given to you. The main resource we have been given is the Word of God. We are also encouraged to study God's Word daily and deeply and find in it the promise of peace God gives to everyone who comes to Him looking for their needs to be met. And then, we are to give that peace from God by meeting the needs with the resources we have been given. This can be praying with someone, giving food to the hungry, as we were able to do last week at Hands Against Hunger, clothing to those who need it, or simply, and simply offering a kind and encouraging word to someone who needs to have their spirits lifted. But what we are also doing as ministers is not only bringing Jesus to people, but bringing people to Jesus. We are doing so because people need to be saved. Whether or not anyone chooses to accept it, God is the only one true God. He desires everyone to believe in him and be saved, and he has planned for everything to head to a certain destiny. Someday, as Peter reminds us in our second reading, the earth as we know it is going to be consumed by fire, and everything we see around us will come to an end. But the reason is because Jesus is going to be clearing aside this world, doing a complete demolition job, if you will, to make everything perfect. He will be uniting heaven and earth as one realm for his eternal kingdom, 
and will bring an end to sin, war, suffering, sickness, violence, hatred, and division, establishing love as the foundation of his rule. Even though we are living in his kingdom now, we are still waiting for the complete perfect place, the new heaven and earth, the home of the righteous, which will be our eternal home. And we want others to enjoy that same wonderful destiny with us. But it can only happen by believing in and accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior. So we are to bring people to faith in Jesus and have that same promise of being saved. If you want to have the assurance that when that day comes, when the world as we know it ends and is consumed by fire, and that you will have a place in the home of the righteous, then you are invited once again to ask Jesus into your heart, to rekindle your heart with love for him. Jesus will give you that comfort and assurance, letting you know that you are destined to live with him in his kingdom by reminding you that he died and rose again for you. You are baptized into his death and resurrection, and so you are saved. Jesus has already saved you because he has already done all the work necessary for you to be saved. I will also tell all of you that, even after a period of struggle, my own heart for the ministry God has called me to has been rekindled. And as I have been able to discern what my purpose as a minister is in this day and age, my desire to carry out that ministry has been rekindled. It is my hope and prayer. Indeed, it ought to be our hope and prayer that God will rekindle our own desire and passion to carry out his ministry to our communities and beyond. Like John the Baptist, we are called to prepare the way for Jesus. So let's be prepared to be sent out into the wilderness, the world outside our walls, to get people ready to receive Jesus. Let's be rekindled and be recommitted for our true calling, the one we all have in common, to bring Jesus to people and bring people to Jesus. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.
And now together let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated as we receive the offering. We wish to let our visitors and guests know that you are under no obligation to give. This service is our gift to you. come before the throne of grace with our prayers and petitions. O Lord, we long for your salvation. Make haste and help us. Come quickly with blessing and comfort for your people. O strong deliverer of Israel and the redeemer of the world. Prepare your church for the coming of your son. Lead it along level pathways of faithfulness and humility so that many come to faith in Jesus. Prepare the hearts of our children for the coming of their dear Savior. Protect and bless them. Help us to teach them to love Jesus and to trust him always. Prepare the people of this congregation for the coming of our Savior. Help us to lift up the humble and make level paths for leading people to Jesus. Bless everyone learning discipleship, discerning a call to ministry, or teaching and mentoring the faithful. Lord, in your mercy, prepare the world for the coming of its king. 
equip our earthly leaders to raise our eyes beyond all that divides and, and discourages us. Level the mountains of prejudice and hatred throughout the world and, gui and guide all people in pathways of righteousness and peace. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray that you would prepare the hearts of all people to put an end to violence. And we especially pray for the people of UNLV, for all those who suffered in the recent shooting there, and for all and for the families of love and loved ones of those who perished in the shooting. We pray for an end to all kinds of violence, and we pray that in our lifetime all people would live together in peace. Lord, in your mercy. Prepare the hearts of first responders and military personnel for the coming of the King of Peace. Raise up every righteous deed. Lead those we pray for along level pathways to safety and loved ones. Lord, in your mercy. Prepare the hearts of those who suffer for the coming of Christ, the great physician. Raise them up from sickness and sorrow. Lay low the mountains of pain. By your son's gentle hand, lead them and their loved ones along level pathways into health and hope. We especially pray this morning for Jay Clark and his wife after they have suffered in a horrible, in a horrible auto accident. And for all those who we name silently in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, thank you for the lives of all who died trusting in your promises. Make us trust your Son's promise to come again as judge and redeemer. Come, Lord Jesus, and lift us out of doubt, despair, and death. Come, Lord Jesus, and lay low the mountain of our sin. Come, Lord Jesus, and lead us on a level road into your Father's house. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
To subscribe to the Weekly Word, please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and always.